There's no doubt about it that recruitment is the key to building an effective and vibrant and relevant leadership pipeline. If people aren't starting their journey of serving at some point in your church, then what will happen over the months and the years is that you'll have a dearth of leaders down the track. So getting people onto the beginning part of the pipeline is so important. And today I'm going to help you build an effective and vibrant annual recruitment campaign. Hi, I'm John Finkelty from Grow a Healthy Church. Today, I'm going to show you how to build an annual recruitment campaign to get people serving the life of your church. I'm going to give you four reasons why you should do this every single year. And also, I'm going to give you eight strategic, simple elements to run in your annual recruitment campaign. And also, I've got a free download for you that will help you in your campaign make it far more effective, and really get people serving in the life of your church. Yep, this episode is jam-packed with not only the numbers, like four and eight, but also with a tool that will really help. So let's jump in. Four reasons why you should run an annual recruitment campaign. Well, firstly, it's going to give you a chance to celebrate the people who are currently serving. People who are already involved in the life of your church and serving sacrificially. People who are behind the scenes. gives you a chance to celebrate them. You're going to have also a second reason, which is that you're going to inspire everybody in your church through serving stories. I'll talk more a bit about serving stories as we go on, but you get the chance to inspire people who doesn't want to be inspired. Third reason to run it is that you recruit people who aren't currently serving. So you have people in church who are doing nothing. Remember the five tiers of leadership, of your leadership pipeline we talked about earlier in one of the earlier episodes. Well, if you haven't got that episode yet into you, dial back a few episodes. It's there, the five tiers of leadership. Important to understand that, I think. And it gives you a chance to move those do-nothing people, that first tier of serving in church, to move them out of doing nothing into doing something valuable for Jesus. And the fourth reason to run this is that the people who are already serving You may actually move them from being a a doer, someone on a team serving somewhere, to become a delegator, a team leader, someone who's actually leading a team, or maybe to jump up to be a designer, someone who's leading a department. It gives people the opportunity to shift, and it might shift from one department to another, but it might also shift them from one tier to another tier. So there you go, four solid reasons to run it. So let me give you the eight strategic elements, the the significant eight things that you need to have to have a successful annual recruitment campaign. The first one is that you need to stage it over more than one weekend. I would think actually you need to stage it these days because of the irregularity of people coming to church. Attendance levels are very irregular. I would do it over four weekends. Now, the last weekend, might be the mop-up weekend where you're just kind of connecting with people who haven't been there for a month or so. But I think you need to stage it over four weekends and plan for that. Second element is you must preach on serving. Polish up your best sermons. I love preaching Joshua 24. Whenever a pastor asks me to come to his church, preach on serving, I bring out Joshua 24. I reckon it is the best chapter in the Bible on serving. But check it out yourself. But polish up your best sermons on, on serving, pitch a whole bundle of stories into it and shape it up that people at the end of the sermon are going to fill in a form. They're going to fill in a form that really will boost your leadership pipeline. More on that in a minute. 
The third one is make sure you discuss serving in your small groups, that in small groups, they need to be talking about sacrificing for Jesus, being a disciple of the Lord, how you can serve in the faith community that you're a part of. They need to be diving into the scriptures, looking at the sermons that you're preaching, sharing stories, because there'll be people in each small group who are really into it. They're serving in your church. There'll be other people who are doing nothing. And this is the opportunity to get them into a discipleship moment where they begin to start to think, Lord, how can I serve you in the community of faith that you've planted me in? Number four, the fourth element is make sure you have serving stories scattered throughout your Sundays and throughout your social media, throughout your connections with your church. Now, the serving stories you can do, I think primarily the best way to do them is through interviews, getting people up the front on a Sunday, interviewing them, hang on to the mic, pastor, don't give the mic away, hold the mic, ask the question and the mic, but do not give it to people who are talking. Trust me, I've learned this the hard way because it's hard to get back sometimes. Some people, once they get on a roll, you want to be controlling that dialogue and that interview. Make sure it doesn't bore people, but it actually inspires people. In fact, one way, and this may be helpful for people who are timid and don't want to get on the platform, is to actually record the interview and play the video. And then you can edit it out. You can kind of stop and start, ask questions again. It just helps people maybe who feel a bit timid about being on platform. Not everyone likes a camera, so it may not work for everybody, but get serving stories flooded through your church on Sunday, but also through your social media. Get them out there so people have this buzz going on for the whole month in your church about serving. Number five, set up a simple connection point in the foyer. Now, you don't have to make it simple. In large churches, they'll have an expo with booths and takeaways and all sorts of things. People can get information sheets. They can talk to different people in different areas of the church. But in a small church, you don't probably want to have an expo. Um, but you do want in the foyer a connection point because people during the service are going to be stirred. They'll hear serving stories. They'll hear your brilliant preaching and they'll get the opportunity to serve form. And they may fill that in, but they still want to talk to someone. Have a connection point. So put some balloons up, put some nice coffee and chocolate biscuits around the connection point. Let it be a bit of a hub that people can go up and they can talk to your serving director. Now, pastor, you may be the serving director. You put that hat on, head out into the foyer after church, connect with people, talk with people, gives people opportunity who are stirred in their spirit by the Lord and they just need to talk it through with someone because they might be timid. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? In the, in the talents parable, Jesus talked about the guy with five, he worked his five. The guy with three worked his three. But the guy with one buried it. And I find sometimes as people who think, may not be true, but they think, oh, I really haven't got much to give. I think I just got one little talent. It won't make any difference. It doesn't matter if it's not used. I think it's those sort of people that you want to engage in a conversation after church. Number six, train the people who are currently serving in the church how to recruit their friends. A tap on the shoulder is really a brilliant supplement to the preaching, the serving stories, the small group discussions, the, the connections in the foyer, all the things that are going on to create this momentum in your leadership pipeline. It's, it's brilliant. I love these in our church. They just create a movement of people thinking and processing and 
Actually, I think being discipled, but one of the ways you can do this is train your servers how to recruit a friend. So if you have someone who's serving as a greeter, get them to ask a friend, come and stand with me while I'm on the door today and shake people's hands. And you give me a hand because I, someone might have a need. I've got to direct someone. You can take over the door, shake a couple of hands. and Just all you got to do is smile and be friendly. Come on, you can join me. That sort of recruitment is potent. It, it is, is petrol on the fire of everything else you're doing through this month. So spend some time training your recruiters, encouraging your recruiters, firing them up to recruit alongside what you're doing. Number seven, ask everyone to hold and fill out the opportunity to serve form that you can download. That link is in the notes. Download a freebie from me. Download that today. And what I used to do in our annual recruitment campaign, and we did this with paper. You can do it digitally. You can do it with paper. I like paper because there's something tactile about it. There's something about engagement with it, but it just varies, whatever, whatever floats your boat, as I would say here in Australia. But I would ask everyone in the church to hold the opportunity to serve form, grab a hold of it, and I would ask our board, our staff, our key department leaders, I say, look, you probably have filled this one in the first week of the campaign. Would you mind just filling it in every week just to model to our church? I don't want a church member sitting there looking across the aisle. There's a board member not filling the form in and thinking, well, if they're not interested, why should I bother? So I used to ask them to do that, left it to them to make the decision. But I asked them, hey, help me out here. I'd get everyone to look at the form. I'd read through the form. I'd ask everyone to fill the form in. And when you check the form out, you see there's all sorts of options on it. We're going to talk a bit more about the form in the next episode. But there's all sorts of options on it. People can actually opt out to, I don't want to serve now, but ask me again in three months. There's actually a box here. They can tick for that. Yes, I want to serve. I'm currently serving and happy. There's a box. So you want everyone involved in that. Really vital. This is crucial, actually, I think. I think one of the worst things you can do in pastoring is preach brilliantly, share serving stories, get small groups discussing. And the Lord works with you and stirs people's hearts. And they think, look, I'm living for myself. It's no good. I, ne I need to sacrificially serve the Lord. And then they don't know what to do. You leave them floundering. You, you've, you've stirred them all up. The Lord has stirred them up. And they go, well, I, I don't know what to do now. There's, there's no one to talk to. There's no form to fill in. There's no way to put my hand up and volunteer here. So an opportunity to serve form is the way to get them to put their hand up. Now, number eight, last one. Ensure everyone who fills out a form is contacted. In fact, I would say within a matter of 24, 48 hours, an email goes out to everyone who's, who's filled out a form and said, hey, thanks so much. We're processing all the forms. So thanks so much for filling. We really appreciate it. This is a great decision. Whenever people make a decision, one of the ways that you can help them in the decision-making process is to say, great decision, well done, because it boosts that sense of, oh, okay, I did make the right decision. It helps evaporate that, that kind of like buyer regret, that decision regret of, oh, did I do the right thing? But if you come with an email, a text, and say, hey, great decision, well done, that's awesome, we'll be in touch with you. And then within the week, you want to be talking to them on the phone. Uh, don't leave it two or three weeks. Oh, wait to the end of the campaign. No, don't do that. 
every opportunity form that's filled in, process it that week to the max. Get talking with people, connecting with people, move people as quick as you can into that place of service. So here you go. Download the opportunity to serve form. Download that. The link is in the notes. Download that. Get into it. And in the next episode, we're going to unpack this more of how you need how you need to really refine your recruiting so that it works for you and your church. God bless you.